With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. The horses are on the track. Right around Australia on SEN Track. Thanks to Racing Queensland, this is the Queensland Hoop with Sam Collett. Yes, this is the Queensland Hoop with Sam Collett. Sam unfortunately can't join us this morning. She's been called to the track. She's a very, very busy person indeed and in high demand. So you've stuck with me, Alyssa Smith, your host, Sam's usual co-host, but it's just me flying solo today because, as mentioned, Sam is at the track and she is gearing up to race this afternoon and across the weekend as well. Usually we'd go through the show and we'd talk about what Sam's been up to. Last week we know she was riding at Ipswich on Saturday, Eagle Farm. She managed two places there, two seconds on Lovely Esteem. Uh, that's a horse by Chris Waller and also Boom Nova for Chris Months too. And one place she loves racing at is Sunshine Coast. So she wrapped up the weekend on Sunday at the Sunshine Coast. This week though, she's... Had a couple of rides at Eagle Farm, some trials as well, and then she's getting set for what is going to be a massive weekend when it comes to racing in Queensland. Now, of course, we always have a very special guest on the show. Today's guest is former Group 1 jockey, now apprentice jockey mentor, Robbie Frad. Robbie, thanks so much for joining us on the show today. No, it's a pleasure, Alyssa. Thank you so much for having me on. Of course. Now, Robbie, you have had such an amazing career. You've ridden Group 1 winners all over the world. South Africa, where you're from, uh, as we can tell from your accent as well, Mauritius, here in Australia, New Zealand, Dubai, Japan, Singapore, Hong Kong. Is there anywhere you haven't ridden? Actually, um, Europe I haven't ridden. (laughs) Um, I never did a stint in Europe or the UK. Um, I would I would have liked to, um, but just it was too time consuming for me because I spent a lot of years in Asia, and um, after the seasons there, you kind of want to just take a break. Um, but yeah, it was uh, something I, I I was thinking of one day, but it just never uh, never took hold of it and said let's go, and um, I just let it go. So I thought oh, maybe one day I'll end up <laughs> maybe riding there, but um, no, nah, I prefer to come to Australia. This is my home, and um, I love it here. What is it about Australia that made you come here? What do you love about it? Oh, just so much freedom. Um, you know, it's it's safe. It's just a lovely country, you know, so much diversity, so many different people. And, um, geez, you know, you, you know, when I came here, everybody accepted me, which was which was so great, and um, I can't thank them enough for that. Um, I just I just love it. I came here, in fact, in I think it might have been 2000 or 99, I'm not sure, for a holiday, actually. Came <laughs> to the Gold Coast <laughs> a long time ago. It's a ago. nice place, um, the Gold Coast. It is, it is. Um, I pretty much um, just on a, on a short break here and I loved it. And, um, and then funny enough, when I came back, um, well, came to Australia, it's the first place I settled in was the Gold Coast. Um, I just really enjoy it down here. Amazing. And so what was it like riding here compared to, say, South Africa 
and Dubai and Japan and Hong Kong? Well, South Africa, obviously, you know, you got the, you know, different kind of um, different racing in, in a little bit, in, in a way, you know, here it's it's more you race more tightly here, and um, I think it's it's you know more more pace involved in races here, and um, no, we kind of there we normally got or tip the one track like a, a cut off rail, and here you don't, so um, you got to be smart here when you ride, you know, you got it's it's very competitive. Yeah. As well. Um, there's so many great riders here in Australia. And it, in fact, it actually makes you um, a better rider when you come here. Is that because... you've got to be a lot smarter and yeah. you've got to be a lot, a lot more competitive and vigorous. You know, where South Africa, it's just jump where you let, you know, your horse comes out and you just ride it where you land, you know, because the tracks are very, very big. Mm. Um, but here it, it takes a lot more um, skill. You came here in 2014, is that correct? It sounds about right. <laughs> yes, it sounds about. Yeah, I did actually. Yeah, you're one yeah, of until recently. You were one of the veteran riders. How much did you enjoy that? You know, passing on your wisdom and your knowledge to the the riders coming through the ranks. Well, it was more that I was still very competitive. I was still hungry um, for my winners. Um, still loved uh, doing what I did, and um, and to ride against the youngsters was was great because I thought, you know, now and again I'll just give them a little bit of a a little chirp and say, you know, geez, the old man beat you guys, you know. <laughs> you need to go back to the gym now, you know what I mean? Get a bit stronger. <laughs> but um, I, I really enjoyed it and, um, you know, riding against the youngsters and all that. And um, it, 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 it was something that, um, you know, I was really, really pleased to do. And if I could pass, pass my knowledge on to them, um, that would be only a pleasure, you know. I'd yeah. love to do that. You're in your late 50s now. What was the highlight of your career? Because you have ridden in so many places and you've won so many races. Well, I think one of them would be obviously one race here, which was a Stradbroke that I won. I mean, of course, yeah. during COVID, so it wasn't the strongest race, but that was a race, uh, a goal that I wanted to set um, while I was here in Queensland is to win their flagship race. Um, the other was obviously Japan, you know, getting invited to 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 run the World Series there. Hong Kong, um, winning a premiership there and spending nine years there wow. um, was great. And um, I loved every every minute of it. Obviously, Singapore, you know, I had a great association with a good friend of mine there and got to ride one of their best horses. And um, there was there was an honour as well because I think it's probably the only um, top horse Singapore had to go overseas and be successful. Um, so that was a lot of pressure on me. But at mm. um, the same time, very honourable, and um, I spent four and a half years there. So, um, yeah, t- I think all of those times in Asia would would be, and back home winning the Triple Crown, I would say, would be, you know, the highlights um, of my career. And um, not many, but, um, you know, uh, I enjoyed them. What was the draw card to race overseas in so many different countries? Because usually, you know, um, jockeys tend to stick to here in Australia or NZ. What was the draw card? Well, like I always tell the youngsters, um, you know, when you go different, ride in different countries, it's, it's different tempos, it's different riding styles, um, it's different racing. And it all boils down to the fact that it can improve you, um, you know, especially traveling all around like that, you know, and you get, you, you gain so much knowledge yeah. um, that you actually come back a better rider to your own country. Um, that's what I feel, Hong Kong. Actually, once I went to Asia, it did make me develop me into a better rider than I was back in South Africa uh, before my stint over overseas. Uh, 
Um, and then when you go back to your own country, it kind of makes it you a lot more sharper, uh, more knowledgeable, more mature. And, um, yeah, you kind of just um, kind of got the edge on some of the people back home, you know, and it just it just happens naturally like that because those places, if, you, if you're not successful, you know, I mean, you'll feel it for sure, you know, and they'll let you know as well. So it's, it's kind of high pressure and um, kind of if you can't heat, stand the heat in the kitchen, you've got to get out. It's simple as that. It's different um, as well. I don't feel much for you if you're not doing well. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? Because when you line up here in Australia, you know who you're coming up against. But when you go overseas, you don't really know the competition as much. And then there might be different techniques or skills that other jockeys have over there compared to here and vice versa. Quick one. How many languages can you speak? (laughs) (laughs) Um, I used to be able to speak very good, call it Zulu. It's an African language back home. Yes. I can speak. Some Afrikaans. I've lost a, I've lost both of those since I've travelled. Um, yeah, so basically you could say three in a way. Okay. Um, I didn't learn how to speak Cantonese in Hong Kong. I knew a few words, but when I first got there, um, people were teaching me a few words, but actually they weren't the right words. Oh, no. I know swear words. That I didn't even know. Um, eventually I, I, I clicked on and then you know, I knew how to speak a little bit. Um, yeah, but, but that's about it. Not, not, not too many languages, no. It's quite for, uh, funny, isn't it? Because when foreigners come here, I, I feel like it's swear words that, that get taught first. Oh, how funny. So, yes, yes. You know, I mean, it's all a joke, but yeah. um, you know, they expect you to go up to someone or you know, someone in Hong Kong or a local and you go and talk and you say something like that and then they start laughing. And the guy like looks at you like you're mad, you know? Yeah. And then you kinda of realise, oh God, that's the wrong word. You've been, you've you been stitched up too I'm, many times. Wrong thing to say. Yeah, you've been stitched up too many yeah. times. Yeah. Hey, um, so how did you actually get into horse racing? Because it's been a long time since your first ride. Well, it was um Ah, none none of my family was involved in this. It was yeah. um I was just a youngster and, um, you know, primary school, very small. And then I, div- I kind of went to, to high school. Uh, we called it standards then. So I was in standard six. I was never going to be a rugby player because in high school I had one game. I was I was shoved in as hooker, the smallest guy oh. on the damn team. And, of course, the scrum lifted up and I said, that's it, I'm done. <laughs> so they said, yeah, no, we better, we better stop you playing. And then it was just... Um, when I was young at boarding school and all that, I'd go to farms and ride a few ponies and all that, and I kind of enjoyed it, but never thought of becoming a jockey until I met a friend of mine that um, I played football kind of with um, in a football club, and he had just got to the academy, and he, he came you know, to the club, and he was just talking about it, and it sounded interesting, and he said, you should get involved, you know? And that's it, it went from there. So, oh. yeah, I joined the academy in 1982, and had my first ride probably end of 82 or 83, you know. Not too sure about that. Yes, it's a quick turnaround, yeah, isn't it? it's a long time ago. It is a long time. Were your family supportive or not if they weren't in the industry? Yes, they were very. Um, in fact, they, they, you know, they were very supportive. And when I started um, riding in races, they were always at the races when they could, you know, maybe on the weekends. And, um, yeah, they were always there to support me. So um, that was great too. Oh, that's brilliant. Now, last year, unfortunately, you suffered a heart attack and now your situation has changed from being a jockey. Now you're 
uh, mentoring apprentice jockeys as well. Just tell us a little bit about that. Yes, I was approached um, by Tony Golan and um, Chris Moore to um, for Tony's side of it to look after Angela um, and then Chris Moore to look after Malia Castle. And I gave it some thought and I, I decided that, you know what, let, let's, let me give it a go and see how I go. Um, you know, they're both, both lovely young ladies and willing to learn and, and I'm so I'm so happy for them that they're doing well. I've only been doing it for about two weeks, so I'm kind of new at it, but um, I think I can make a bit of a change. Um, and um, they're willing to learn, so that makes my job a lot easier. You know what I mean? If if if, if the youngsters are willing to learn and put the effort yeah. in, it makes my job easier. It's just a mentoring thing where sometimes, you know, you get, there's a lot of pressure on them as youngsters, mm. and they could have a bad day. Um, Maybe they they expect it to have a good day and have a bad day, and sometimes they don't know how to handle it. Yeah, I'm just there to guide them through it and say, look, you know what, you know, we've got to, you know, have a little chat about this, and I kind of put their mind at ease because I've been through a lot of, you know, uh, in my business so much pressure as well, and so I know what it's like um, to feel it, and um, I just kind of guide them through it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that um, they come out there feeling a lot more better, better than 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 what they did on the day. Um, and then I kind of just go through races maybe sometimes with them before and afterwards and just try and help them that maybe they could have done something different or next time do that and, you know, just get a, get on the mechanical, get the mechanical horse out and get them on it and just see, you know, how you're going and changing the sticks and, um, you know, getting more balanced. Um, but, you know, I'm so I'm so happy at what they're doing at the moment. Mm. Um, you know, Angela's flying and he's doing extremely, she's doing extremely well and, Obviously, gets a lot of support from Tony, and Malia's willing to learn. She's starting to do better, and she's starting to look a lot better on horses because she's just so determined to learn and and go and go forward. Um, and I said to her, mechanical horse, twenty minutes every day, get on it and practice. Because um, I got there on Mondays, but yeah. I can't be there every day. But and 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 they get on it, you know. And where that's is where this mechanical to go forward? Where is this mechanical horse? No, well, Malia's got one of her own, so she keeps her in Chris Moore's stable, and yeah. then Angela's got her own one. So right. I do Malia after track work at seven thirty up in Brisbane at at Eagle Farm, and then I just drive out to Angela's house, um, you know, Angela and Carl's house, yeah, and then um, you know, get on the horse with her, and 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 she off she goes, and I get on the horse too, and <laughs> I can only do it for a few minutes, and then I'm buggered. Yeah. <laughs> How has been? But, um, it's not. It's only. It's it's just also the mentoring side, the, the the mental side of it, you know. Um, yes. You know, it can get a bit hectic out there, and you know, once you get a bit on, and your claiming starts to fall away, get you get more pressure on you. Mm. So I also want to be there so that I, they can transition from from being a clamor to not being a clamor and and, and riding a little bit differently. Yeah. Um, when they're fully fledged, um, you know, jockeys or or, or their claims, their claim has fallen away. So, because it is a big change, yeah. It is a big change indeed. How have you gone? Because I know that heart attacks are obviously. I'm very sorry you went through that. Uh, are very unexpected. How hard has it been to give up racing yourself? But it, it's lucky that you've still got an avenue with racing, with working with people, uh, with with those two um, jockeys, as you say. It, it, it's it would be quite nice to still be connected. It is. I didn't want to be lost to the game. I, I it's something I, I've you know, racing's been in my blood all my all, all my life. Um, it's probably what that's the only thing I know really. Um, but so I said, yeah, no, I'm sure there's something else um, I can do, and that this opportunity came up. And yeah, it was it was more that feeling a bit lethargic and a bit 
you know, um, short of breath a little bit, but, mm. you know, that was understandable after one ride. I was always like that. I put it down to smoking. <laughs> I went, oh, damn, it's probably that. So, but I'll go get checked out anyway because I was overdue and yes. blood tests come back um, very high um, calcium level and from there just kind of, you know, uh, snowballed. And <laughs> oh. I went, oh, okay. And by the following week, I was kind of in hospital. So, Jeez. Yeah. Wow. Well, we're glad so, you're still um, with look, us. Look, I got it early, which was, which was yeah. a bonus, yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. And you're still involved in racing, which is absolutely brilliant. Uh, this weekend, the dual race day, just quickly before I let you go, Robbie, do you have any tips? Well, <laughs> to be honest, I haven't actually looked at the book, to be honest, because that I'll do tomorrow. Okay. I'll do that for Malia and for, for Angela. Um, and I'll probably know more or less, but um, it's a big day and um, it, 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 um, it's a great day, actually. Mm. But um, I'm just hoping that, um, yeah, they can, you know, they've got, they've got some nice rides, so let's see what they can do. You know? Brilliant. Um, big day like that, it's good for them to have a bit of success. Absolutely, absolutely. So that'll just boost them a little bit and um, give them so much confidence, you know. We can't wait to watch them. But I think it's a good them. day. And I, to be honest, I haven't looked really. That's okay. Uh, That's all right. I'm sure you've got a big morning ahead of you as well. Robbie, thank you so much for joining us here on the Queensland Hoop with Sam Collett. It's been lovely to speak with you. And congratulations on all of your successes. And best of luck in your new role as well. Just think of the money, Sam. Think of the money. That's all. What a night. Thanks so much, Robbie. We'll stick with us here on the Queensland Hoop with Sam Collett. Coming up after the break, we'll have the latest in racing Queensland news. Queensland is racing. The action continues this week across the Sunshine State. You can visit racingqueensland.com.au. The horses are on the track. Queensland is your place to race this year. This is the Queensland Hoop with Sam Collett on SEN Track. Yes, welcome back to the Queensland Hoop with Sam Collett. Sam is caught up at the track this morning, so you're stuck with me, Alyssa Smith. Uh, Well, Sam is busy this afternoon. She's headed to Ipswich. She's got six nice rides there, um, and she's riding for a new trainer as well. So keep an eye out for that one. Tomorrow she's at Doombin, which is, of course, the jewel race day, the $2 million race day, and we cannot wait. It's definitely a massive day on the racing calendar. Sam's got seven rides there, a whole lot of money up for grabs. Also on the Queensland racing calendar uh, tomorrow, the actually later on this afternoon we'll have some trials at Townsville and then on Saturday tomorrow as we mentioned Doombin the two million dollar race day also racing continues at Aquas Park on the Gold Coast Poly Track there's a night meet at Toowoomba too and also at Rockhampton in the country uh, we've got racing at Esk we've got some trials at Aquas Bow Desert Mount Isa and Mariba. And then on Sunday, we finish up, of course, at the Sunshine Coast. Those riding in Cairns, there's an additional race included for the Jockey Club there for Saturday, March 25 next weekend. It is the Benchmark 55 Handicap, the 1,250 metre there. Well, thanks for joining us here on the Queensland Hoop with Sam Collett on SEN Track. It's been great to have your company. Queensland is racing. The action continues this week across the Sunshine State. You can visit racingqueensland.com.au. Hi,